Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Gentlemen, welcome in to the NFL Mocks Podcast. I am your humble host, Brooks Austin. And as always, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. We got a nice sunny day today. It was a little surprising. It was like nice, or not necessarily nice, but a little cold. 28 to 32 degrees this morning, depending on where you were in the beautiful Peach State. But nonetheless, we got about a 60, 62 degree day in the afternoon uh, beautiful day nonetheless, but we're here to talk NFL mocks. We're here to talk football podcast. We'll draft talk here today. Got a special guest, YouTuber Vach Lombardi going to join us on today's show, man. We really sat down. We were going to talk for 40, 45 minutes. We ended up running over an hour. I hope it's not too long for you guys. I guarantee if you stick around, you will know more about the game of football and this draft class coming forward. Not to mention, you're going to have a great time, man. Vach is a really, really interesting person. Hell, he covers or, you know, carries his own YouTube channel with about 35,000 subscribers. So I, he doesn't necessarily need my help directing you to his work. But please check out all of Vach's work. Uh, you know, more than graceful to come and join us on the NFL Mox podcast. We enjoy you guys for being here. But before we get into Vach, Let's knock out the business, guys. However you found this podcast, wherever you found this podcast, take a quick moment, like, rate, subscribe, and review, man. Give us that five-star rating, and if you don't mind, take an extra second. Give us a review, man. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, positive comments, uh, you know, maybe suggested. But if you got some haterade, uh, if you've been sipping on it a little bit, feel free to let that loose, too. But, uh, you know, no, nothing less than the five-star rating. That's the importance uh, no, no haters up in my ratings, uh, if you don't mind. But again, thank you to Vach Lombardi for joining us on the NFL Mocks podcast brought to you by Fansided. And again, check out all of Fansided and check out NFL Mocks, man. Drafts coming up. Everyone's an NFL fan, right? Except for me. I'm trying to be a professional in this broadcasting game, but everyone's got a team. Fansided covers your team. So does NFL Mocks. So check out all that stuff, man. We appreciate you guys for stopping by today. I'll go ahead and get into this Vox Lombardi interview. Thanks again, guys. All right, welcome in, folks. We've got Vach Lombardi here on the NFL Mox podcast. Vach is a freelance talent evaluator of NFL draft prospects and the film guru to go to on YouTube. And I mean the guy to go to. Uh, he's been covering NFL prospects now for over three years, dating all the way back to the 2016 draft. You can obviously catch out all of Vach's work on YouTube, and feel free to follow him on Twitter, at Vach Lombardi. First, Vach, I uh, want to thank you, man, for coming on here uh, and joining us on NFL Mox, my man. 
Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. What's up? What's up, the world, people, good folks listening in? It's John Wick III, Vice Lombardi, Lombardicus Prime. Let's talk ball, man. Let's do it. So first off, obviously, or excuse me, secondly, I want to uh, thank you for your work on YouTube. Like we said, any Italian talent evaluator such as ourselves knows the YouTube rabbit hole we can get into searching for game tape all the time, man. And your work truly makes that job a little bit easier. So uh, for all of us Italian, Italian evaluators, man, I just want to thank you first uh, before we get into all that, man. So I really appreciate the work you do, my man. Man, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm you know, man, it's, it's it's really fighting a good fight, man, because the uh, the narratives and the I call them I call them draft Illuminati. Those guys get out there and push who they want to push, and they'll really lead the masses, you know, to go in whatever way they want to go. But if you watch film and don't watch the highlight tapes or whatnot, then you'll you'll pretty much get a better idea of what's going on with these uh, with these here draft draft guys or whatnot. So, uh, hey, man, I appreciate you, man. No, nah, man, us draft guys, we love the cliches, and as we always say, the eye in the sky does not lie. So, uh, you know, the film. Is very important. And you mentioned the Illuminati, my man, Vach. I got to ask you, explain to the folks what's going on with that YouTube Illuminati and how can our audience go to support their favorite content creators such as yourself, my brother? Man, I'm telling you, man, Patreon.com is the best way to keep us YouTube guys going. Just $1, man. If I can get all of y'all just one, you wouldn't even know it's gone. One dollar a month, man, is less than a bag of almond M and M's, man. Support your local YouTube guys, whether whether it's me or not, man. Just 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 anybody out there fighting a good fight. At some point, man, network's not gonna exist anymore. Stephen A. Smith not gonna, you know, he's he's not gonna be the go-to guy for like draft information. Dwayne Haskins being a running quarterback. Come on, man. <laughs> like 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 really like. Really, like, look after the underground, guys, man. $1 a month on Patreon, man. Patreon.com slash Vach Lombardi. Man, one thing I'll tell you, Vach, is these people, you know, people like us who produce, you know, mass content of media and whatnot, whether it's, you know, broadcasting or putting out a podcast or doing your YouTube channel or, hell, even writing uh, articles for sites like Fansided that, you know, this podcast is obviously brought to you by. But people just expect that stuff for so free all the time. It's been free since it's been around the Internet's always been free. Media's been free for the most part. And, you know, guys like us grinding and cutting your teeth, support is, you know, even like you said, a dollar a month. People don't see that missing. If it goes out of their pocket, they're never going to know. So, um, again, that's patreon.com slash Vach Lombardi. And now that we've plugged you up, okay, now that we've gotten all the people directed to you, let's get into this combine talk. And let's hit the easy stuff first, Vach. Who's the biggest winner of the 2019 combine? I'll let you go first. I love my offensive line guys, man. Nothing makes me more excited than to see my old line guys go out there and make money. And my man Andre Diller from Washington State. What I really like Sweet about feet. it, I like these guys that are right in the middle of being great. But their rise or fall kind of, you know, falls on them. So Andre Diller, you know, he could be great or, or he could be bad, right? But he went to the to the senior bowl. He said, hey. I'm going to block anybody. I'm going to make this money. He's going to go to the combine. He said, hey, I'm going to have the best feet out here. I'm, I'm going to make some money. And he went from relatively one of the smaller names to he might be a top 15 pick or so. You know what I mean? So Andre Diller really went out there and made some money, man. Montez Sweat did the same thing. Um, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just proud of my big guys, man. No, I feel you. I loved Andre Dillard, obviously based off of his work at the Senior Bowl, like you said, um, a guy who – I mean, you knew he was – I mean, he didn't necessarily do the perfect rep in the wave drill, but, oh, my God, the, guy, the way he performs the wave drill in live reps uh, in film and whatnot uh, is spectacular. Great. So I was huge on Andre Dillard as well. But my guy here, and uh, I love that we're kind of both going off the board. I know you mentioned Montez Sweat, the easy picks, obviously DK Metcalf. But I'm going mm-hmm. Brian Burns, Vach, the edge rusher, obviously, out of Florida State. And it kind of a same mm-hmm. similar scenario here with Andre Diller where he's kind of on that verge of, like, you know he can be really special and really great. Um, and this is, a get, again, a kid who was rumored to be playing in, like, the two, high 220, uh, maybe, maybe 230 range. And he comes into the combine, weighs 249, runs the 4.53, and then backs it up with a, almost a 7-flat 3 cone, obviously verts 36 and jumps almost 11 damn feet. So we saw defensive ends go crazy. We saw Montez sweat. But Brian Burns, man, a guy who obviously had some production in college, answered the questions with the weight. I felt like he was maybe a sneaky winner if there is such a thing. What are your thoughts there? Sure thing, man. And just kind of uh, kind of uh, watching watching film on him, you know, you can have whatever whatever thoughts you want to have. I mean, I kind of wish he was a little better in the run game, though. But just watching him, you're like, okay, I kind of want him to be a like a like a like a 
a solid size, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, give me, give me a good size I can use, but maintain that athleticism. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I, so he weighed in well, well, well enough for him. You know, because mm-hmm. there are guys like, like, damn, like damn Rashawn Gary that's two eighty yeah. running faster than everybody out there. For but sure. Brian Burns, give me, give me a solid size, but maintain that athleticism. You know, and um, I think he did that. So he definitely did gain some favor. Uh, people looking at him like a like an early first round pick. Maybe not in my taste. You know, that's a little too rich for me. But as long as he's making his money, I'm you know. You know, for him. the thing that scares me, Vach, about Brian Burns is the same thing that scared me about Vic Beasley coming out of Clemson. Uh, sure. Kind of same rumors, right? We heard he played really, really light there at Clemson and then, you know, bulked up for the combine. Does he really hold the weight now in the league? Obviously doesn't set the edge very, uh, you know, any reasonably well at all, um, which is yeah. why he obviously has to play some outside linebacker. But Brian Burns, my winner because of the weights and because he showed the athleticism. So we got the winner. Let's hit the losers. I'll give you mine first. And, you know, I don't want to steal all the names, but you got to start with Ja'Kai Polite. Um, interviewed horribly, right? Um, And I understand, well, I don't necessarily understand, you know, if any good agent, whoever's representing you, um, Ja'Kai, better or should have told you and prepared you for these teams to crack on you when you go into the film room. Look, Quinnen Williams got tape put on him on someone's draft board um, Mm -hmm. and them showing him getting put on his back. The one tape uh, in, you know, two years' worth of film or whatever it is at Alabama. So you got to know that you're going to be criticized and for him to come out and respond so terribly to it is bad, one. And the second thing that really stood out to me was when the reporter asked him what he saw of himself on film, what he thought his best thing was, and Ja'Kai looked at him and said, well, to be honest with you, I don't even watch film on myself. That's not a That's student. Crazy. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not a student <laughs> of a game. Someone Like, I play college ball. Vach, I don't necessarily know your background with the game, but I'm sure you love it. You spend yeah. a bulk of your time investing, watching, learning, trying to get better, right? It's your craft. You better harness it. You better do it well. Um, sure. And try to be perfect at it. Uh, your one job interview, and then he comes out and says that. So um, that's my loser, and I'll let you pick from the other handful of guys uh, that may have lost this past weekend. Every single quarterback not named Dwayne Haskins, man. Like, like, bro, way to not move the needle, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so like, there, there's, there's so many – there's so many question marks about the little guy, and then like Dwayne is kind of next up. But we kind of walked into this thing saying, "Okay, Drew Lock, show me something, Daniel Jones, show me something." I, like those, like those guys are like that, that's that middle ground that I was that I was alluding to earlier, right? Like, will you work your way into being a, a first round guy, or will you fall into the second? I don't think. I don't think none of those guys work their way up, you know. And I kind of like Drew Lock. Drew Lock got a lot of Josh Allen in him, you mm-hmm. know, where he can make those ridiculous, <clears throat> weird throws. You know, those I'm on the left hash, I can hit the yeah. back right end zone. Got a throw. lot of juice. A lot of juice, but he missed some of those layups, right? Yeah. I kind of wanted him to kind of elevate let, himself. Yeah, like let loose. He yeah, he 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 didn't, and it hurt my soul. My <laughs> head hurt. My back itches. Every time I saw Drew Locke throw the ball, but he didn't separate himself. Um, Tyreek Jackson, right, one of the biggest cannons, uh, uh, you know, arm-wise or whatnot, he, he really didn't come out and impress me. Um, if I could talk about one of my, uh, one of my big guys for a minute. Um, Your show, Draymond brother. Draymond Jones. You take over. Um, absolutely, man. Draymond Jones, deep tackle from Ohio State. When you watch him, he's kind of a slasher, chaos player. He wins with a lot of quickness and hands, but – we didn't really see a lot of quickness from him. I really wanted him to move a little better than that. And Jacoby Light, you know, you already talked about him a little bit, but my man, if you're gonna have a bad day, say I had a bad day and do better <laughs> later. Don't 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 fake a hamstring, my guy. You know what I mean? Come on. Four eight four. Hey man, coach, to be honest with you, Miami felt kinda tight. Um I'll see you in my pro day though. Uh appreciate you know, the invite. Like what? Come on, what are you doing? What? If I can rewind for a minute since we talk about deep uh uh, D lineman though uh, Tristan Hill from uh, from uh, UCF, yeah. he made some good money uh, too. And, like he just you know he was one of the guys where I watched a little bit of film of him, but I was like, okay, he's 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 athletic. I'll yeah. play him a little bit, but nobody's talking about him. I was like, yeah, my team wishes the Dallas Cowboys. We, we I would love to have one of those late round guys. But he's just gonna show up and make all the money. Let me ask Everybody you this: knows. I ain't watched much. I ain't watched much UCF football in the last couple of years, but I bet he wore nine. Did he wear nine? Big dude. I don't even remember. Big dude in the middle, right? There, there's yeah, one. Yeah, there was yeah. one player at UCF. D lineman wore a small number. I bet it's Mr. Yeah. Hill. It has to be, right? There's not that many players uh, on that defensive line, especially. But um, 
All right, kind of a similar related question here, but more program related. So all these guys, you know, they come to represent their school to somewhat. Obviously, they're going to get their money. But uh, what's a program that maybe uh, whose strength and conditioning program maybe took a step up, looked really well this past weekend, and who's a strength and conditioning coach that's maybe sitting down with their boss and getting a pretty stern talking to? Okay, so I got so I got two names or whatnot. First, shout out to the Ohio State guys, man. Those 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 dudes show up and they just do everything well, man. Um, uh, Paris Campbell came in, tore everything up, made some money. I think he's worked his way into potentially a late sec, like a late first round conversation, maybe early second. Um, Percy Harvin guy uh, did everything well, four three one in the forty, and Terry McLaurin, another Senior Bowl guy. Uh, small, smaller name than Paris Campbell, but he had just as many touchdowns as him. Uh, he's another big, big play guy. He came in with the uh, with the nasty four three five salute to him. But what whatever speed coach got Hunter Renfro at least to the four five? Right? <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least, bro, Look, bro. And, I was and, I was and, waiting to see four six seven come across the screen. I saw four five nine, and I was like, oh, oh. I think oh, we all man. had the same reaction. It was like, what? Huh? Like, like, like that dude is a slug on film. But whoever got him, re- and, and, and to be fair, whenever he puts pads on, like game, game wise, whatever, he's probably mm-hmm. gonna go right back to that good old slowness that we're used to. But man, just talking about getting ready for the forty, like, oh my god, bro, come on, man. And um, as far as you know, who needs to get fired, man? You know, like we, you know, we've already touched on touched on some of these guys, man. You know, we already touched on. But um, I kind of wanted um. Irvin Smith from Alabama to run a little bit faster, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you know that that's 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 me kind of nit nitpicking, you know what I mean? Like they, for the most part, everybody did well for the for the yeah. most part, besides the handful of guys that we did that we did name early. All right, so obviously the big program I thought that won this past weekend is Ole Miss, right? You have DK go really really blazing fast at four three three. AJ Brown, who watch, I know you watch a lot of film, and I'm pretty sure you broke him down. A.J. Brown, I wrote in my notes as I watched tape against him against Alabama and I watched one other game, I wrote down if he goes sub 4-5, he's a first-round pick in my opinion. Um, sure. I, did, I thought maybe I'd see a 4-5-6. To see 4-4-7, I was really impressed. And then Zedrick Woods, the safety, runs 4-2-9 or the DB. And Demarcus Lodge, I mean, uh, not necessarily the great – uh, prospect out of there, maybe a third to fifth round pick. Um, he goes a- at least four five five, which is not terrible. And even Dawson Knox looked really good. So that's my winner there in Ole Miss. My loser as a program, um, man, Georgia had a really really bad weekend, right? Calvin Ridley goes four five. What was it? Four five seven or what, not yeah. a great time there. Uh, Nada goes almost plus five. Um, man, that got me, man. C- come on, bro. Nada, like 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 film wise or whatnot. I was feeling good about Nada, but he. You know, he, 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 he looks a little clunky out there. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, he needs to wear a helmet at all times. I mean, if that's fair. I mean, we're, I mean, we're 21, 22 years old. We got a really, really uh, receding hairline there. That's not the greatest look for him anyways. And then he goes yeah. out there and runs five flat. Um, yeah. not, a, not a great weekend for Mr. Nada. But, again, I think the tape keeps him in the draft, right? I heard some crazy sure. nonsense about could he be a UFA. Um, I don't think that's happening. No. Or, or, you know, undrafted free agent. I don't think that's happening. Um, I think you know, maybe this slides him down to the fifth uh, sort of round. But another program who I'm just out on, Vach, and you can help me or you can tell me I'm wrong here. I, until Wisconsin turns in an explosive athlete, I'm out. Sure. Like, I, I'm done on the whole program. All I see is big, clunky white dudes. Um, I, get, <laughs> I get that you're 6'6". I understand that you're 320 pounds, but um, you run like you got, you know, plywood stuck to your back. I mean, I, it's just I, I'm not well, good. I'm not here for Wisconsin. What about you? Well, you go to certain places to to buy certain goods. You know, you don't you don't buy tires at a donut shop. You know what I mean? So when I go to Wisconsin, I'm looking for offensive linemen. I'm not necessarily looking for their uh, for their uh, you know for their little guys or whatnot. So even though I will say the Wisconsin offensive linemen have kind of upset me a bit, I thought they would be better than than, than what they were. I mean, uh, I don't think not, any yeah. of them. None of them went sub five three. I mean, they all, yeah. they all, I, I was, st- I mean, obviously all we see out of Wisconsin is offensive linemen, but that doesn't sure. mean you can't be an explosive athlete. I saw, um, you know, just, you, you're, you're about to get into it. I didn't see anything that blew me away. I saw a bunch of stiff bodied big dudes. That's all I ever sure. see from Wisconsin, sure. unless your name's Joe Thomas. Okay. Like that's a whole, 
another story, yeah. right? I mean, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's a lock. What was he a third overall pick? And while he was getting drafted, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was fishing with his dad down in uh, uh, Texas <laughs> instead of Hell going yeah. to the draft. So that's like, the kind of like, guy that guy is. Like, 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 um, like uh, big kids on the offensive side, man. Like, like, sure, and the Watt family. Sure, mm-hmm. but but besides them, I mean, like, there's a handful of running backs that came from Wisconsin, but like, you know, as as far as like an explosive guy, nah, my, nah, my guy, that ain't that ain't that ain't where you go to get them. Nah, nah. All right, so <laughs> who's a guy watched that absolutely broke your heart this weekend? A dude that you loved on film, right? You loved his tape. Uh, you thought you were gonna see an explosive combine, and then they come out there and laid an egg. Who's your guy? Um. And you know this is this is a this is this is kind of a you know me going back to what we're you know what we're saying at first, but man, Jacob Light, I'm, I'm gonna say his name twelve times a day, man. Like, like, dude, really? He hurt let you. Me down. He hurt he you. Let me down because I wanted to like him because mm-hmm. I I like super twitchy pass rushers, right? And mm-hmm. that dude is a super nasty twitchy pass rusher, right? But he he kind of laid an egg out there. Ah, my hamstring hurts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that 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 sucks for me. So not only does he not give me give me value in the run game, but now I got to try to explain. <laughs> I got to explain why he's not running so fast. Like if I was a scout and I'm talking to my GM and they're they're saying, "Hey man, tell me about this Jakob Polite and why you like him." I say, "Well, this is why I liked him. I got to use past tense words or whatnot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But but yeah. he, he just didn't he just didn't show up at all for me, man. And you know it just it just uh, it just uh, broke my heart, bro. All right, my guy. Um got to be Devin Singletary right the running back out of Florida Atlantic when you turn this guy's tape on Vach um the it took me yeah it took me two full quarters against UCF to find a play where the first tackler actually brought him down I mean dead ass I think I was midway through the third quarter and I was like oh that's our that's our first TFL and I see and and when you look on you know Florida Atlantic's not gonna blow anybody away up front right was last time we had an offensive lineman even make it to the league let alone play in the league from FAU, so he's not working with much, and then he just—I wouldn't say bombed, but God, man, I did not. I, four six six, I can live with, right? Vach, I can take that. Maybe sure. not a straight line sure. speed guy, right? First one cut sure. guy, right? One cut, get uphill. That's what I saw. That's what the tape told me. I was okay with that. That's why he ran first. And then I go back. We don't necessarily get to see the you know short cone drills on TV. We only get the hot stuff, which is the forties and the verts. Um, Sure. But a 4-4 in the 20-yard shuttle and a 7-3-2 in the three-cone. Vach, what the heck, man? How, what, what, what's going on? How, how did this happen to me, of all people, to my guy, Devin Singletary? <laughs> why? Why? Me? Why? Hey, look, why? Hey, look, look, i tell you another guy, too, man. The best name in the draft, Lil Jordan Humphrey, man. Oh, Come on, my guy. Tough, man. Oh, look, he needed another look. year at school. Look, I'm not saying, like, some guys, yeah. some guys wake up in the morning, and whether it's today or – Three years from now, they'll they'll go sub four seven for the rest of their life just because they're naturally born fast. Some guys sure. have to work at it. Look, the day the day you're done your junior year, the first thing you ought to do, young receivers, if you're a big bodied guy, go run a damn forty in some shorts. If you turn in a four nine or a four eight, take your butt back to school. Work on your quick twitch muscles because Lil Jordan Humphrey is a guy who prior to combines running almost four eight forties. Um, what, a third-round grade maybe, Vach, maybe a, a late second yeah. just because of the body, and now you sure. see this, and, uh, you know, not 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 great, man, definitely. But, fam, but his name is Lil' Jordan. Come I on, know. man. Like, 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 he gets a whole round for that, you know what I mean? Like, and then, look, when you watch film, um, they try to be, be slick and say L.J. Humphrey. Don't call my guy L.J. That's Lil' Jordan, man. It's on his birth certificate. Call him Lil' Jordan. Quit playing so much. Lil' Jordan, top five name? Top three, yeah, top two this year. Uh, Lil Jordan and Greedy Williams are like top. Oh, uh, Gr- Greedy Williams for a corner is a is a top three name. I will give you that. Yes, most definitely. Oh no, what's the dude's what's the dude's name from uh, North Dakota? Um, North Dakota State, the quarterback. Uh, give me a second. Um, well, you're gonna get to talking on your next question I got for you, and I'm gonna Google this because um, he cool. has a dynamite name, and I'll give you that. Um, so obviously we gave you who broke your heart, a guy you loved film and came out flat on the weekend. On the flip side, who's the guy you thought was absolute dog ass on film and then they come out and test really, really well? Um, man, what's, what's my man's name from, uh, from, uh, Oregon, man, Dylan Mitchell, man. 
I, I was, I, you know, I expected Dylan Mitchell to to not be like, you know, <laughs> very much at all. And I'm not saying that he blew the combine away, but Dylan Mitchell was cool, man. Dylan Mitchell was cool. He he gained a lot of respect for me from his workout. Um, um, Devin Bush. Shout out to Devin Bush, man. Devin Bush. It, it, I didn't know he you was didn't see four four three. I know you didn't. I didn't. I didn't see four four three, man. I saw I saw speed. I saw like, mean as, a, as shit. I'll tell you that I right now. Ang- I saw I saw angry football player. Maybe he'll give me like a like a four five or something. Nah, he went out there and he and he put up big big numbers. Since my uh, since my uh, memory's working working uh, working a little better, let me just rewind for a little bit. One guy that was trash at the combine, Elijah Holyfield, man. But I love oh, the film yeah. though. Yeah, the but films film. the films mean as hell. I'm gonna tell you he right is, now, I would never tackle him. I would never he, tackle him. He is still running that damn forty, man. Yeah. But but I don't I don't necessarily need this this combine to shape how I feel about him. And to be fair, that's 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 really how that's that's kind of how I feel about a lot of these guys, man. Combine isn't meant to to make your mind up, but it's just to to uh, to kind of reassure you. You know what I mean? Just like confirmation. Like we knew DK Metcalf can run. We didn't know he was gonna run that fast, but we knew he could run. Our questions were, can he change directions? And you know, we got he, that answer too. He can't. He can't. <laughs> he he, he we're cannot. Gonna, we're gonna get into it. One of our fan questions kind of hits on that, or at least ask mm-hmm. for a projection. No spoilers. All right, I got this name for you. Ready? Top three name quarterback out of North Dakota State. Though, if he was a shortstop, he'd be the number one overall draft pick based off name alone. You ready? Easton yep. Stick. Easton Stick out of North Dakota State. Playing quarterback, top three name for me right there, Vach. What do you think oh, about Easton nasty. Stick? Right, I'm saying that's though, nasty. But if he was S-T- playing shortstop, who's your? You got a, you got a baseball team? You got a baseball team? Yeah, yeah. S T I C K. Hell no, nah. hell no. Nah. What's baseball? I don't know what that is. What is that? I mean, they it's a, they they yeah. You get it. They hit the ball, run hard, and turn left. Um, Never heard of. Never yeah, heard of. but nonetheless, if he was a shortstop of your favorite baseball team, Easton Stick, you'd be so down with that. All right, but my guy who uh, I thought was terrible on film and then comes out and, and blows it out of the water, Chris Lindstrom. I know you're a big guy lover, so I know you know who Chris, Lin- Chris Lindstrom is, and correct yes, me sir. and feel free to stop me if I'm wrong. But I watched two halves of Lindstrom. I watched him in the first half against Clemson when I knew he should have some juice against them sure. big boys that are, you know, pro caliber. And then I watched sure. him second half against Miami. And I'm going to tell you right now, Vach, I did not yep. see a very powerful and athletic football player. Am I wrong here, or is this just a classic case of an underwear Olympics hero? When I first saw, saw Chris, I saw him in the senior bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you can go on my channel and watch all this. I'm, I'm breaking it down, reacting to it. And he went against L.J. Collier. Now, L.J. Collier was whooping TCU. everybody. He's, Yes, sir. He was whooping everybody. I'm like, oh, boy, LJ Collier about to whoop this guy. And Chris Lindstrom put hands on him. And Chris had a great senior bowl. So I went back to do some more research on him, right? And I remember watching film on Gerald Willis from Miami. And Gerald Willis mm-hmm. was another guy that whooped everybody, but he wasn't effective versus versus um, hmm. versus uh, Boston College. And I was like, why is that? Oh, well, because he ran into Chris Lindstrom, right? And then those Clemson guys, they ran into Chris Lindstrom. So it's I'm not wrong. Pretty. It is not pretty. Uh, Dalton Rice is another guy like that. Uh, Caleb McGarry is another guy like that. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to look good, but those damn guys get the job done. You know what I mean? So Chris Lindstrom may be my guard number one. Considering Cody Ford is a tackle to me, Chris Lindstrom is my is my favorite guard in, you know this, what? in this class. I mean, it's, it's the drafting world. It's the scouting world. We're bound to, you know, come across opinions that, uh, you know, maybe counteract each other. But maybe maybe it's just me. I saw Boston College. I mean, they did do a lot of funky shit. Vach, I mm-hmm. saw a whole lot of really really deep pulls for this kid. Like I don't understand why they were doing that. Um, you know, first half against Clemson, I bet they must have thrown four or five different throwback screens, kind of different little trick plays. So they had him running sure. around like an idiot. So maybe I just didn't give him enough tick there and enough run. But when you're watching 500 different guys, I mean, you, you might as well miss on a couple. I mean, that's what this world is, right? If you can hit on sure. about 50%, you can probably be pretty damn good at this, okay? While we're on yes, this sir. topic, yes, you've been covering this since 2016. Who's your biggest miss? Uh, my biggest miss. i tell you what, and this is kind of me being braggadocious, grandiose or whatever. Don't tell my me you've biggest- never had a miss. My biggest, you know what? I, I haven't. Ah, there it is. But but look, but look though. This is how I word it though. Like I really don't put myself in 
in deep water like that. But I tell you what, this is this is one thing people really, really, really gave me a hard time about. When Joey Bosa was uh when when he was uh when, you know, it was uh, mm-hmm. twenty sixteen. Yeah. And and people were really hyping Joey Bosa as first overall pick. He's as good as as good as Bond, Miller, Jadavian, Clowney, like quick twitchy outside guy. And I was telling people, he's not that dude. Like Joey Bosa's not quick twitchy stand-up outside linebacker type dude, right? And I was trying to temper people's expectations. Like, this was a draft that had Jalen Ramsey and Ezekiel Elliott and yeah. Miles Jack. Pro- Miles Jack probably the, one of my favorite college players ever to watch. Jalen oh, dude. Did you like so, Miles Jack better as a tailback or a linebacker? Like, I know he's a great linebacker, but watching that tape at tailback, it's like, oh, my God, he's 6'2", 235, and he's just running away from people and running over people. But um, Miles Jack could play every linebacker, running back, and and nickel corner. Come on, dude. <laughs> How that works? I got a buddy that, that plays uh, in Jacksonville, and uh, sure. his his locker mate's Miles Jack. So uh, uh, I'll okay. t- maybe I'll maybe I'll get some stories for you um, sometime soon. But let's get back uh, to some of these interview questions. We got off track, but. Um, sure. You know, I, I don't know. Joey Bosa, what I was going to say is the Bosa brothers, man, I think they've yeah. got really, really, really low or high floors, excuse me, because they're so developed, right? They have they have better hand fighting skills than any other defensive end coming in in all of the, both of their classes, right? So you're going to see uh, immediate production, maybe not, uh, you know, an increase in their game, though. You know, I don't see mm-hmm. I don't see Joey or Nick getting an insurmountably better over the next coming years. So what you draft is kind of what you get. Um, whether or not sure. you can keep them healthy, in my opinion, um, is the issue there with the Bosa brothers. Um, it is so weird, man, that everybody in that family can just fight with their hands and just pass. They mama can pass rush. The dog can pass rush. You know what I'm saying? And Nick Bosa, even, even and, and people kind of talk crazy. But even though he's my second best player in the draft, man, Nick Bosa will roll out the bed and get drafted by your team. And day one, he will he will he will play and give you you know solid numbers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So. Love Nick Bosa, man. I really loved him at Arizona, like going one. I know they're. I know we're going to talk about Kyler here in a minute, but him sure. playing, him playing opposite of Chandler Jones, which I don't know if you, I don't know if you spend as much time in pro film as you do college film. I like to spend a good bit in, in pro film myself, um, just because it's a lot easier access to the all twenty-two film. Um, yeah. But I, I noticed Chandler Jones may be listed as a as a um, you know a right end. I always get this messed up because I played offensive line. I think it's left end. Right, he's maybe listed at left end playing over the right tackle, but he predominantly plays over the left tackle. So, like, all sure. these edge rushers, if you're going to go at one, I loved him there, uh, Nick Bosa at one, because I know he can play over right tackles and, and, and dominate over there as well as, you know, pretty much play all, all around the line of scrimmage. But you're right, man, them, actually, them Bosa boys. Oof. I actually did a, uh, did a film session on, um, on um, um, Chandler. Everybody go on my YouTube and, um, you know, look at it. He doesn't get enough credit for being a nuanced technique guy. No, he really you know doesn't. I mean? And, and especially does. as big as he is, like he's, sure. he's, he's what, like 6'4", 260? And, yeah. uh, I mean, a really long and lanky guy, right? Big wingspan, yeah. big, big arm length. But, um, yeah. yeah, really nuanced. And that's what's crazy about some of these professional pass rushers. Like, yeah, Von Miller – May have went sub four six or maybe what four five two in his forty like incredible exceptional mm-hmm. athlete right but yep. it's so nuanced in their hand fighting Aaron Donald what what was that crazy <clears throat> shit we saw him do last off season where he's hand fighting with his trainer holding knives literal literal knives yeah. right yeah. Um, yeah these guys craft their hand fights when they get when they get up in the league man that's all they train getting hands off getting hands off creating separation so but that's why but that's why I love Quentin Williams so much man that's why he's the best player in this damn draft because that Raw. dude just knows how to do it yeah. he just knows how to do it man he gets hands off of him he picks humans up and plays them where he wants them to be right and then he finds the ball and he just go makes plays man I love that dude man. the craziest thing about Quentin to me is the, the kid looks 17 years old like in the face, and it's not. Kid. It's really not just the braces. Like I know the braces make anybody look younger, but like, good God, man, he he don't look like he ever. He's never shaved once in his life. I'll tell you that right now. No facial hair on the kid, too. and yeah, and he's he got, got a, chubby yeah. fat face, right? Like he's got yeah. he still got baby fat on his face. Something I carried into my damn uh, early twenties. I mean, I was twenty three. Uh, part of it was you know I quit eating like an office lineman, but the other part of it was I got, I grew out of my baby face. Like I got a little older, right? Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think we could be seeing something. I don't, I don't see Aaron Donald. I see more like Fletcher Cox mixed with Grady Jarrett. Like 
um, something like that with Quentin. But top end of both of those spectrums, if you know what I mean. That's Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Look, real fast, getting off subject for like 12 more seconds. That's what we up, do, uh, bro. I don't care. You can go anywhere you want. As long as it's draft-related, we can talk ball. That's all we're here for. We're talking shop. Were you a, were you a guard, tackle, or center? I was a center, sir. I played well. See, I made I made career starts at all five uh, positions yeah. throughout my four yeah. years uh, there in college. Obviously, as most of us do, um, but yeah. I spent the bulk of my career uh, forty seven starts. About thirty nine of them uh, were at the center position. So that's that's where I did the bulk of my work. Um, that's why I'm obviously such a film guru, right? All I did. Um, in college was study pass protections and study blitz packages and study goal yeah. line packages and, and try to re- relieve as much pressure as I possibly could off, you know, yeah. oftentimes a really, really young quarterback. So, um, you know, IDs, all that stuff. You, you know, I'm boring the normal people, but I'm probably uh, speaking a lot of your language. I know you, you, you predominantly focus on offensive line. Where does that come from? I played tackle for a month until I realized I couldn't pull, or at least until my coach realized, you know, that mm-hmm. I wasn't really a puller. So then I, I was, I was, I was one hundred percent a center, absolutely, ten thousand percent. So I did a lot of ID in front. I did a lot mm-hmm. of communications, a lot of calls. There's the mic type stuff. So uh, that's 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 really where a lot of this comes from. Like when you're the center of the offensive line, you got to learn everybody's position or whatnot. So that's where my love of this comes from. All right, take Bradbury off the board. Let's talk centers. And if you don't say Elgin Jenkins, I'm going to come through this phone and me and you are going to have an argument and a real one. Who's your second best center? Bradbury's off the board. Who is it? It's 100% Elgin Jenkins. There, Freak, there, there, there's, there, there's nobody else. Freak. Now, what I, what I love about Elgin Jenkins, man, and, and, and Bradbury's nasty in his own right, but Elgin Jenkins, man, like he just knows how to stop bull rushes, man. The like, hips, you bro, reverse C. He, he's matching you, hips to hips every time. He sit th- he, he'll sit his ass down mm-hmm. and you stop moving, man. I first saw that in the um, – Senior Bowl guy, once again, great Senior Bowl this year. Yeah. He was against Dontavious Russell from Auburn, and Dontavious That's really the thought rep, he was going to run through him. That, he really <laughs> was. Dontavious Russell, for people who haven't seen him, or whatever his last name is, buddy from Auburn, is a fire yeah. hydrant, my man. Yes, sir. He's about six foot, and he's about 340. I don't know what he's listed at, but he looks 340 and all of it, about two, 290 of it from waist down. And, yes, Vach is 100% right. He thought he was about to run. He got he got over snap hand, too, on Elgin. And he really thought he was about to run through Buddy's chest. And Elgin said, uh-uh, uh-uh. Good luck. Good luck. Look, he sat him down. Sat him sat down. down. Waited for Dontavious to like, to, like, counter. And then he shuffled those feet so yep. sweet, man. Boy, I love me some Elgin James. If, 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 uh, if Gary Bradbury wasn't so nasty reaching the three six. It'll probably be Elgin Jacobs, man. But Gary just just does a lot of stuff well. Uh, but yeah. Ross, uh, Ross uh, Pierce Parker. from Alabama, yes, sir. he's he's no scrub neither. A he technician. Has, he has he has some damn good fights with uh, with uh, Jeffrey Simmons. That's where I got a lot of my respect for him, man. Versus uh, first like Mississippi State and Jeffrey Simmons. Ross Ross another gangster too, but uh, it's absolutely uh, Elgin Jenkins at my number two guy, man. Yeah, I, I, you mentioned a couple things here. Obviously, Ross Piercebacher, um, a team's going to be really happy third, fourth round with Ross there. Um, definitely, uh, you know, a fundamental starter in the NFL. I don't know if he, he – he may never, ever make a Pro Bowl, but I'm talking yeah. nine, ten-year center um, there in the NFL. Smart guys like that play. I, he, he reminds me of a more fundamental and a lot stronger David Andrews coming out of Georgia, right? A guy who made a lot of starts yeah. in the SEC and then is yeah. now – dominating in the league my other thing about Garrett Bradbury you mentioned him reaching three techs and I know you play center so you're going to relate to this audience I cannot stress enough how hard it is to be a center at especially at the division one level in the ACC of all places to outside zone reach a three technique and get to their outside shoulder think about this in in terms of just relative terms for the audience I've got a 330 pound guy going north he's going straight I'm going mm-hmm. sideways, and I've got about mm-hmm. four yards to meet him before he gets past the line of scrimmage. Um, yep. It doesn't sound like anything a 310-pound uh, white guy predominantly, right? Most centers are white. I mean, we're not here to talk sure. race, but let's be honest. Not something <laughs> yep. we'd expect Garrett Bradbury to be able to do on a consistent basis. And oftentimes, Vach, I know you've seen it, he, sometimes he freaking overruns guys. It's like, sure. oh, oh, wow, oh, you're, you're not here yet, so I'm just going to sit it down on you. I've seen him butt block three techniques, guys. It's crazy. It never happens. Um, Garrett Bradbury, a dude that gets me, um, you know, nice and juiced up. 
uh, one more offensive center lines. since we're since we're uh, since we're since we're bonding since we're bonding. <laughs> Eric McCoy, Eric McCoy from Texas A and M with tested the extremely well. Yeah, yeah, I got him. Uh, he's another senior bowl guy or whatever. We keep talking about these dudes. And what I really like about him is that I think he knows what he's really good at. He lined up against somebody. I forgot who it was, right? But he 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 didn't play the whole kick with depth, read and react game with him. I'm just going to quick yeah. set your ass all day. I'm just going to hit you <laughs> yeah. and you're not going to move. He damn yeah. near went upfield hitting the guy. And this is in a damn one-on-one senior bowl uh, uh, pass rush year, right? Yeah. And I really like an aware football player, man. He just stoned the hell out of do at the line of scrimmage every single time. Then to run out, then to go out there and run the damn, uh, run the damn 4-8 and a 40. He's another guy that may not be a pro bowler, but he is a dude that's going to play center for a long time. You're just going to be set. All right, a guy that, you know, rumors have been flying. He may have to move inward, uh, maybe potentially play a little center like he did a bit at Alabama, I believe. But Jonah Williams is obviously a big name in this draft, Vach. Um, and, again, sure. the buzz revolves all around whether or not he's going to be able to stick at tackle. So, I know you've, you know, taken the film on him. You've adjusted. I, I believe most of your film work on him was probably against Cleveland Farrell. I know that's the matchup I watched. Do you think he can mm-hmm. stick it? and make it at left tackle or just tackle in general. I know he's hell-bent on playing left tackle. He, he, you know, made it a point uh, to let scouts know and, and, and during his interviews let people know that he's hell-bent on playing tackle in the league. Can he make it happen? What do you think? I think he can. And people, and the only reason people saying he won't be is because of his arm length. And arm length is very important. I think 33 so, and 5 eighths is what he turned in. I mean – you know sure. what we hear all the time in the scouting world is 35-inch arms, right? 35-inch arms, 35-inch sure. arms. Sure. Am I really led to believe, what is that, an, an inch and three-eighths? Am I really supposed to pass on, a, on what we're supposed to be uh, a franchise left tackle over an inch and three-eighths? If I am, um, correct me. I mean, that's just some stupid shit. I, don't, I mean, it happens all the time in the scouting world, right? The biggest storyline yeah. we heard about this combine was, oh, my God, Kyler Murray's 5'10", and not 5'9", automatic first overall pick. Um, it's a damn inch. Right. If, if, if you're telling right. me right now you were willing to, you know, mortgage your franchise over a 5'10 quarterback, why in the hell wouldn't you do it over a 5'9 quarterback? Same principle, right? If 35 yeah. inches arms is the, the quota, why is 33 and 5 eighths turning you off? But uh, sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. What, no, is no, it going to no, stick? I just think it's, it's, it's silly, but I think the majority of the scouts in the league are just older guys, and, and that's just the metric that they went by. Now, if, if I could just make one counter real fast, I know everybody's going to be like, well, Joe Thomas had short arms. Okay, I can show you a 1,000 short-arm tackles that, that didn't make it, so I don't want to play that role. But mm-hmm. I think Jonah will be fine with his shorter arms because he has top-tier hand placement. Yeah. If you got great hand placement – you don't necessarily need long arms, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you look at um, if you look at Cody Ford from Oklahoma, he got damn 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 tree limbs for arms, right? He 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 got he got length, but his hand placement ain't outside perfect. the shoulders. So, absolutely, but Jonah gets his hands right where they need to be every single damn time. Uh, he he uh, he had a rep versus uh versus uh, Montez Sweat where it kind of you know you'll you'll see him neutralize Montez's slender yeah. man looking ass because then, his hands were in the right place. Yeah, and then and, Montez and, is like he kind of I see a lot of guys against Jonah Williams. They think their first move's going to land and then he sticks them and they're like, "Oh shit." And then they're just paused, hesitate with no luck. second move and no plan. That's what I see a lot in college versus mm-hmm. Jonah. I 100% think Jonah Williams can um, can uh, play tackle. Now he's not my tackle number one because that's Cody Ford because I really like Cody Ford. But uh, but but Jonah Williams will 100% be a gangster in the league. I got Juwan Taylor number one. I've got Cody Ford. I believe my second overall guard. I think he kicks in. Um, but that's just Juwan me. sweet man. Or, Juwan yeah, sweet Ju- man. Oh, sweet God, man. I love that. I saw him dump Jonathan Ledbetter um, oh, against man. Georgia. Georgia. And I was, I was yeah. like, oh my God. Georgia had nothing for him. Um, another mm-hmm. guy, uh, we were talking about Georgia earlier. I knew Jonathan Ledbetter wasn't about to test well, but damn, oof, not great. Yeah. Did not look like a, a very good bender. Um, but back to Jonah, man, look, mm-hmm. a technician, right? You, you said always got good hand placement. Um, yeah. I, I, the only thing I question, the only thing on tape I question, I know he's a solid, solid pass protector. I saw a leaner in the run game, Vach. I saw a guy sure. who got over, you know, extended over his toes, got yanked down a lot on his face, uh, you know, especially in short yardage. And in the league, man, bigger, stronger, faster, right? Um, and yep. they, they watch the tape more than you and I do, believe it or not. So um, yep. they're definitely going to pick up on that. That's my only question. And my, only, my other question, 8103 cone, bro. 
not good at all. Yeah. You know, that's so right. I mean, that's right. we're talking tight spaces and tight places in the league. You got to be able to move. Yep, and 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 all of that is is really why he's my tackle number uh, number three or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all these things are important. Like one of my favorite, like I know, like I love feet, I love movement and all that, but I like nasty ball players, man. Mm-hmm. And Cody Ford and um, Cody Ford and Juwan Taylor, they get the nod over Jonah. Jonah's a gentleman, and Jonah. And I mean, Jonah if we're plays, talking, if we're talking nasty, I'm taking Reisner over Williams as well. I mean, Reisner is yeah. a dog. He's a dog, but his technique look nasty though. But he get the job done. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. <laughs> dog, dog, I mean, dog's technique is weird looking. We used nasty. to call him back in my my high school uh, receivers coach used to call him road graders. Uh, yeah, yeah. Offensive linemen who are meant to go forward and go forward only. Um, sure. That's Dalton Reisner. Um, sure. But yeah, I don't I don't know if Jonah sticks at tackle. I mean, worst like worst case, you you get a damn ten year starter at guard. I mean. Yeah. He's not going to want to do that, but he's also going to want to stay in the league. So he's going to do what he's asked to do, and that's basically what he cemented at the combine. My whole, so. my whole problem with Jonah Williams at the guard, right, it seems like everybody in the league got a nasty-ass three-tech. Yeah. And I don't want Jonah yeah. Williams to have to deal with these one-on-one blocks with nah, these nasty-ass three-techs. Nah, he weighed we in can, at 305. He's thin in the skin. I can get you help on the outside. You know yeah. what I mean? Chip. I can, I, yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot I can do to get you help on the outside. But if you're inside with, with like, Fletcher Cox, like, good luck to you, my guy. But, like, Grady Jerry, good luck to you, my dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so that's, 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 he's not a guard to me. If anything, put him in center, play him in center. Yeah. But um, he's, he's a, he's a, uh, he's a tackle to me. Sounds like he's tackler bust in Vach's mind, which I'm cool with. Yeah. And that's what he is, man. It don't sound like he's got a plan B. His plan B was, you know, I'm going to say it's my plan B for the pressers and, and to make the teams, you know, that's the right thing to say. But plan A and plan only is to play tackle for Jonah Williams. And you know what? The kid's lived mm-hmm. his life, right? He wears 73 for Joe Thomas, right? I mean, what yes, kind sir. of kid? I mean, you got to be obviously pretty large. And, and some would say fat your whole life to be dreaming of being one day Joe Thomas um, know, right? and an offensive tackle in the league. It's not like the greatest aspirations in the world. Um, but you know what? This is a guy who's extremely passionate about, about playing tackle. Um, and his footwork and his technique damn sure shows that. Um, uh, one more thing, man. One up, more bro? thing. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Wisconsin tackle David Edwards. He's trash. Change my mind. Change your mind? Yeah. Can, can, you, can, you, can you change my mind? No. I, I told you earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, out cool. on Wisconsin, right? I'm, I'm okay, done. Cool. I'm, I, didn't even, I didn't even have to worry about it. I turned about three, maybe a quarter and a half on, and I was like, ugh, this is just rough. I'm not watching any more of this. What I did love, um, I ended up watching an extra two games of Iowa just getting the hell off to some tight ends. I saw damn Noah Fant in the, in the slot, and I was like, yeah. what in the – like, you don't see – I mean, at Iowa especially, like – and then when I saw him go double, like what would be – I used to call – we used to call it Trey right, right, where you have two tight ends yeah. to the right sure. Um, sure. and split re- double receivers to the left, and they had Noah Fant on the line and T.J. Hawkinson at split tight end. Oh, my God. That, I bet defensive coordinators were just sweating bullets uh, trying damn, to figure out how to stop man. that, right? T.J. Um, Hawkinson is one of my favorite guys in this draft, man. That dude is one of my sons. If if. If he doesn't catch another football in the league, man, I just want to watch that dude block all day, man. It was nasty, man. It was ridiculous, bro. All right, we got to talk the big story here, and we saved it 44 minutes in. Let's talk Kyler Murray, and then we'll get into some fan questions. Um, sure. He's obviously the biggest storyline so far, right? We talked about the height, and, the, you know, he came in with relatively large hands, which is a little bit weird. Um, heard some rumors about him getting stretched out, um, and I heard a scout say if he doesn't, uh, you know, measure at his comp or his pro day is skeptical or whatever. There's all kinds of crazy-ass rumors flying around Kyler Murray, but let's get Vach Lombardi's thoughts. Uh, what do you think of Kyler Murray, man? What do you see from the young man? First of all, I think it's very bold of him to drink a gallon of water to weigh in at the damn combine and not do nothing else. I think that's, that's very bold of him, just just to get to, to 207. 207. <laughs> but uh, I think this is another conversation where the old guard meets new scouts, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if Kyler Murray was 6'5", we wouldn't be having this conversation. If he was six foot, he'll be, you know, he'll be clear-cut, you know, number one guy. He can throw mm-hmm. that damn football, and he's super athletic. If he runs a 40, he's probably like a 4'4", four, four, like a 4'4", four, four, guy, something like that, maybe maybe faster. The only thing is that he's a little bitty, is that yeah. he's a little bitty. Yeah. If you're going to draft his ass in the first round, draft the offensive line in the second. 
You know what I mean? But I'm not going to knock him because he can't throw. Because there's a lot of things in this league that, that you can do to protect him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but he's going to get hit, man. He's going to yeah. get hit. Whether he, whether he gets sacked or not, I don't care how fast you I mean, how fast you get rid of the ball, he's going to get hit. That's what and I'm saying. That's, I mean, even yeah. the even the you know quickest decision makers in the league still get popped. I mean, you're going to take sure. a good couple hits every single season. And, you know, whether or not the body holds up for – because quarterback in football is the only position where if you're drafting a guy high, he better be insurmountable, very, very important on your football team, the cornerstone sure. of your franchise for a decade at least, bare minimum, sure. right? He better be sure. there for at least a decade dominating 15 years uh, most likely, right? I mean, hell, we'll, we might see Tom Brady play 20 years. Um, yeah. But so if Kyler Murray's the pick at one, which I, correct me if I'm wrong, is that what you believe? You think it's locked in? Is that pretty much what you what you think, or is it all rumors and bullshit? I think he knows something we don't know. I think if Kyler Murray was competing for 32 teams, I think he would have thrown at the combine. Yeah. I think it would have been a little more competitive. I think you know he would he would give us a lot. And more. he's been so but, damn aloof throughout the whole yeah. process, like from the Dan Patrick interview on. Like yeah. the the I don't I'm not here to say what what what's Buddy's name that does the 40s for NFL Network Dan Casserly or whatever that came out and said yeah. all the other interview teams said he was horrible on the board he was horrible in the film uh, all that kind of stuff um, obviously that was leaked from teams that want to draft him right but yeah you know that just it, it's not probably not not true you know what I'm saying Vach I know I said mm-hmm. not a lot there but. Um, you know, if, 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 like you said, he knows something that we don't know, I'd go throw those interviews. Who gives a shit? I know Arizona's about to draft me. Why am I going to sit here and let, you know, or, you know, pay, pay any mind to the Dolphins who have the 13th pick there? There's no way in hell I'm making it to 13. You know what I'm saying? So I can see that kind of stuff happening, but it seems like you and I both believe he's locked in at number one, which obviously Mm -hmm. gets us to the next question. What the hell is Josh Rosen worth, Vach? The early rumors when we first reported this were Josh Rosen for a third-round pick. And I'm here to tell you, Vach, if Steve Kime turns in Josh Rosen for a third-round pick, that owner ought to just pack his bags for him and send him out the door. That can't happen, right? I think if you're a young quarterback, clearly with a lot of development and upside to go, there's no way third-round pick is the number. You you got to give me some ones somewhere. You At yeah. least you, you at least give me – a two this year and a, and, a, and a two next year. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way third third rounder is the number. Now, even though, I, you know, I may not be as high on Josh Rosen as others, you know, I think. Uh, but he, 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 he shows flashes, though, man. And you can win with any quarterback in this league. It, it just depends on your coaches, on your scheme, offense. Court. Hell, you can, you can win games with Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Just yeah. run around with him a little bit. Temperance throws him, you know, just just make him comfortable or whatnot. I think Josh Rosen can start somewhere. Will he be great? Will he be fantastic? I mean, hell, man, we don't know. But you're not giving up a guy that was a rookie last year. He's, what, like 24 now or something like that? Yeah. With high upside, smart football player, that dude is not a, 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 a third-round value. Like, like quit no. playing. Quit playing, guy. Go get a first or something. I see. I mean, I'll ask you where, he, where you think he ends up. But I honestly see Washington probably pulling the trigger. They're sure. fi- I mean, trading 15, just saying, have it. Like, take it. We wanted a quarterback anyways, and sitting at 15 and not trading up, Haskins ain't going to be on the board. Kyler Murray's damn sure not going to be on the board. And based off of what we're kind of hearing, Drew Locke's probably not going to be there at 12 either. So you're not going to reach up and take Daniel Jones there. So you might as well just – you don't have a quarterback. And here's the deal. Josh Rosen's going to cost you, what, like $6 million this year, and I think four the next and, and like two the next. It's literally that small – um, mm-hmm. And for a Washington Redskins football team that is in an absolute dire franchise ca- or like uh, cap situation there with that franchise, sure. I mean, signing Alex Smith to $84 million guaranteed, I think it was, or something crazy, yeah. like maybe 72 guaranteed, 84 over four, or something insane like that. Um, he may never play yeah. football again. So they're in cap hell there. Um, I think that's where he ends up. What about you? Well, and like, let me just kind of like say this way I don't know why these. These these teams aren't patient when it comes to team building. Think about the NBA, right? Like the 76ers showed a lot of patience, and this ain't a basketball podcast. They showed a lot of patience, and they did what they had to do to get their picks and to get their guys. I'm not rushing to get a quarterback this year. Like, no. let me let me go get one of them gangsters coming out next year. Yeah, let that's me what be, I was about to say. Me, with the classes coming, trash. let 
Let me be trash for damn two years and go get sunshine in damn 2021. Ooh. That's the prize. Ooh. That's the one thing. Look, a move like that, that can that can that can change your 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 entire franchise can be different for the next two decades if you just have a little patience. I know I know it's a, and I don't want to rant on your show, dog. But these Go I'm, I'm gonna fire I'm gonna fire my head coaches after one year. I'm gonna fire my GMs after five. Let me put this plan together. Let me be trash. Let me get the best players I can get this year, not named quarterback. Let me get the best player I can get next year, not named quarterback. Let me be garbage. And go draft Trevor Lawrence and ride off into the sunset for 18 years. The Chiefs are good. The Chiefs got Pat Mahomes. They good. You know what I'm saying? The Patriots were trash before Tom Brady. They good. Wear it out, bro. Wear it out. They good. But you want to fire the the damn Cardinals want to fire Steve Wilkes after one year to go get a guy that ain't won shit at at the school he came from. (laughs) Kings ain't win shit. But, nah. but because he's but because he he's he's Sean McVay's friend. Oh, I oh I bought Sean McVay Bro, lunch one day. It was in it was in the team press release. He is close friends with Sean McVay. Not he's ever worked with him. Nothing. They basically said this man had some pancakes at the local IHOP in Lovington, and next thing you know, he ought to be our right. head coach because he he knows Sean McVay. Um, that's, but you that's, that's crazy. Guys. You were much like, better like, at have, that rant, but uh. Have, have some patience with these guys. That's what I'm saying. Have some patience. That's what I'm saying. Go get sunshine and be set for the next 18 years. Go ahead, bro. My bad. No, you're good, bro. Let's get into these fan questions. All right, I got at Josh Taylor underscore seven seven. He says, "Botch with DK Metcalf running that four three three. Is he a lock for a top ten pick? What are your thoughts, Nah, Botch? nah. Because you know, man, like I said, man, the combine doesn't really change my mind. It just it just reaffirms, you know, what we what we've been seeing on 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 film. I'm ninety percent film guy, and what I see from from DK Metcalf is I knew he could run a go. I knew we we knew he could run a go. We know he can run, but as a wide receiver, it's two things I need you to do. I need you to run routes, and I need you to catch. I'm not very sure about his run about his route running, and I'm not very very sure about his hands. The third thing, the third thing I need to know, Vach, is I need to know where I'm at as a wide receiver at all times. I need to know where I'm at on the field. And there's, sure. I know you watch the tape. There's tape of DK Metcalf where it is very very evident that young man has no idea he's a yard and a half out of bounds. Like, um, yeah. it happens yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I need spatial awareness because. You're not going to be able to create space like you did in college when you get to the league. So you better be able to know where people are and, more importantly, where you are on the field. So good question, Josh. Uh, Let's move on to at Charger Country, two wives. What up, Charger Country? How about that? And you probably knew what was coming. What do the Chargers do all the way down at number 28? And should they go Jeffrey Simmons? So a little direct question here from Charger Country. What do you think? Jeffrey Simmons, 28. What's that sound like, Botch? I mean, it sounds good, whoever – who, who, whoever can get Jeffrey Simmons, you know what I mean. Modern medicine's so good, man, that he'll be he'll be playing by October. But um, the weird the weird thing about this class, man, is that there are two elite players. That's 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 going to be one and two. That's Quentin, and it's going to be Joey's little brother. The next eight or so people are like the great players or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'll say from pick thirteen to pick sixty seven. All those guys, you kind of gonna have the same similar feel about, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody drafts Jacob Polite at twenty one, but you get Dexter Lawrence at fifty, you feel good about both those players equally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So whoever you get in the at the back of the first round, you've got to feel good about saying, okay, look, these they're probably second round talent or whatever, but can they come on my team and can they, you know, what I'm saying play well? All the first round talents like. Chargers won. They they won too many games last year to get a gangster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so you got to get you a pretty damn good uh good you know uh, second round player. And if you want to get um um Jeffrey Simmons, that's as close as a as a first round first round talent as you as you're gonna get at that pick. So sure, that's cool. But if not, I mean, it's a lot of edge players. There's a lot of deep. Uh, the tackles you can get. Hell, go get your offensive line if you're unsure about it. You know? I mean, most, I think the most important thing for the San Diego Chargers, or excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers, I will make that sure. mistake for another decade. Trust me, I will, because no one in Los Angeles knows they're even in Los Angeles, so why am I expected to know it? Anyways, um, uh, I think either way, they got to go big man. They have to go interior defensive line, even if they've got to reach. Uh, you said Dexter Lawrence, second round. Even if they've got to reach there late in the first to make sure they get him, they need a big person. They don't have any of them in the middle. Next question comes from at ATL underscore Ashton. 
if you had to pick one combine drill other than the 40-yard dash, Vach, to test players, what would it be? Mine's the three-cone. I hope I did. Three cone, absolutely. Yep, three cone. Three cone, three cone, absolutely. Can you move? Can you change direction? Can and you, can you? Uh, and can you bend cone? at the hip, man? That's so important. Yes, that, sir. that turn at the top, I call it the L cone, right? Looks like a damn L yeah. for people yeah. who are as simple as I am. At the top of the L, if you will, that 180 degree turn. That's all hips, man. Hips and feet. Yeah. Can you turn in a tight space? And uh, we saw three. a lot of guys who couldn't, and a lot of guys who can. Three cone, uh, short shuttle, uh, ten yard. Uh, 10 yard in the 40 or whatever, like, like all that's way more important. Than, yeah. First than 10 split. Yep. All right. We got at Z Michael 92 up, says, uh, who's going to be the biggest steal in this draft? <sighs> Whoever the hell get Jeffrey Simmons in the late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that dude's a monster. Like if he wasn't hurt, he would be like D tackle number two. Like he's, he'll, he'll be like, a, he's like a top 10 guy. If he if he doesn't get hurt, so if that dude if he ends up in the late first or in the early second or whatever, oh my god, early second Jeffrey Simmons, like modern medicine is different, man. Back in the day, man, you get an ACL injury, they cut your damn foot off. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays, you'll be fine in like eight months. And you know, luckily enough, it 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 happened early enough in the um in the workout cycle or whatever that by the time he gets to to some team, I mean, he'll miss like training camp or whatever. But October, he'll be back on the field. So if you can get a talent like like Jeffrey Simmons in the in the uh, in the late you know twenties or so, hell man, good move. My steal is gonna be Mark Fields, um, slot corner mm. out of Clemson. Right, we saw him blow up the combine. Um, I saw some decent stuff on tape, and uh, I think it's a guy who's you know Clemson's one of those schools that like their tenth, eleventh, twelfth guy you might fall in love with, and uh, Mark Fields definitely is that guy to me. Uh, I think maybe third round or, you know, you know, fourth, fifth round guy here, a DB out of Clemson, going to make some teams happy. Uh, last fan okay, question. Two more names what's up? What's up? What's up? what's up? what's up? What's up? Two more names for you then. Let me do this then. Um, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, center from – I mean, not center. Uh, Wide receiver, receiver from Stanford, from right? From Stanford. I love that dude, man. I love that dude. But for whatever, for whatever reason – Draft Illuminati ain't, ain't putting him up high like that. Um, that dude's that dude's gonna be nasty wherever he goes. But this name here, uh, Combine Snub, Senior Bowl guy, Penny Hart. Oh my Georgia God, State. GSU! I freaking love oh, him, baby. I love him. And the only reason he's the only reason he's, he's Randall he's, Cobb, watch. He's Randall oh, Cobb. Man. As like like route runner, nasty slot receiver, explosive vertical cat. He can give you work down under. I know it's so and, easy to to call him Randall Cobb because he wore eighteen in college. But if you know the kid's backstory, the only reason he was at Georgia State, folks, is because he played triple option quarterback in high school. So yeah. he was a running mobile quarterback and found out he was going to be a slot guy in the NFL. What's that sound like? Randall Cobb. And look, Randall Cobb's not like a franchise changer, right? But he's a 10-year, 11-year pro. And if you can yeah. find that in the third and fourth round, man, you're going to keep your job as a general manager. Um, last fan question I got for you comes from at Doug Wholesome Back. Uh, the Falcons at 14, what the hell? That's literally how he phrased it, and I loved it. That's why I picked it. The Falcons at 14, what the hell? <laughs> That's dope. Um, there are some people saying, and, and, and Falcons, they don't like Ed Oliver, man. They're not liking The Ed Illuminati Oliver. can get out of here. I wrote a piece on it uh, yeah. to, to get accepted as a writer for Fansider Contributor. Um, sure. It's, it all dates back to that damn coat because Major Applewhite has got a, a, a power complex and didn't want yeah. him wearing the coat because he's not he wasn't playing in the damn game. And yeah. I've ranted on it multiple times, and uh, we're kind of cutting up short on time. But Ed Oliver, the, as you call it, the Illuminati, shitting on my yeah. boy. This is a guy who a year ago, Vach, we were all talking about him being maybe the next Aaron Donald and being a lock sure. at number one, right? And uh, sure. what changed? He, he protected his body. He stayed healthy. Um, all sounds like good things, right? I don't understand. Well, well I think – I think he's not Aaron Donald because he got a lot of D line to learn. But he can yeah, he can yeah. definitely he can definitely develop into into like a like a top tier three tech B guy player. You know what I'm saying? Like teach him how to use his hands a little better. Nah, I teach was, him how to have, I was how to have more, a little bit of control and you know he'll be fine. I was more talking about just the the hype we had about him last the year. The, the, the yeah, buzz the and then yeah. just the, the die down on the kid. Um, I just don't understand that. I mean, I, I see, like, high end, we, are, we already mentioned this guy, but he is Grady Jarrett. I mean, we're talking about him at the Falcons here. The Falcons are going to re-sign Grady Jarrett. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. D- Dimitrov, 
uh, the GM has made that uh, a clear and cut statement. Um, but nonetheless, yep. you need defensive line help, Doug Holson back. So um, either Ed Oliver, if he's there at 14, or I even like Brian Burns, the edge here um, there sure. at 14, if that's there. So last ones I've got for you, Votch. We call it two under 10 here on NFL Mocks. Two questions. Try to be short, sweet, under 10 seconds. You ready? Yeah. If your life depended on upon it, who's the one guy you absolutely know will be a perennial all-pro in this draft class? God damn. Quinn Williams. <laughs> Quinn Williams. That's too easy, man. That's too easy. Um, yeah, Quinn Williams. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. That dude's consistent. He has a nasty floor, and I think he'll, he'll be better. I think he's got a lot of room to grow. Yeah, Quinn Williams. All right. That's, that's good with me. I like that, too. Um, biggest free agent hitting the market. Who is it? Demarcus Lawrence, man, and me being a being a Cowboys fan, you know, fans they're making me sick because they're talking about actually not signing. They're not going to tag him. They 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 tagged him already, but they're tagging him just to be able to to sign him later. Yeah. But but I feel like Demarcus Lawrence is probably the most important part of that. Dallas Cowboy defense. As far as he can pass rush, he can play the run. What? But what I like about him the most, man, I like his temperament. I like angry mm-hmm. football players. When you can go to the media and say, "Man, f Drew Brees, we're gonna hit him in the mouth and we'll be fine." Mm-hmm. And 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 you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a ball player. That's infectious, man. So if you if you have that attitude, nobody else on your defense fears uh, fears Drew Brees, right? So yeah. I think all that all that should be counted in. Like, leadership and intangible stuff, like, you know, but I, I, I do think Dallas will pay him, though. Mine's Landon Collins. I can't believe $11.2 million worth of a franchise tag is enough to sure. let the Giants let him walk. So, um, that's, that's, it. that's the best run-stopping safety in the league, in my opinion. Um, for him Sign to be, Eli, though. I mean, Sign yeah. Eli, give him some money. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we ain't even going to get into it, bro. We, we, we way too deep. Uh, up in here, Fair but enough. yeah, the the Eli. Nah, man, I'm not a pot. I, I, you, bro, this has been thoroughly enjoyable for me, man. I've had a great time. And Vach, man, I really appreciate you stopping by here on the NFL Mox podcast, brother. Man, absolutely, man. Anytime, uh, bring me back. We'll have this conversation about post draft people or whatnot. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter and YouTube. V o c h l o m b a r d i. Salute, y'all. Yeah, catch out, Vach, man. Great, great stuff. Um, probably not, not probably the best talent evaluator on YouTube, hands down. Um, wow. if you just search, I mean, watch, it's simple, bro. If you search any of the top, uh, you know, first round caliber players and just type in film after their work, after their name, the first person yeah. that's going to come up is, is Vach Lombardi. And you know why? Wow. It's because he's the best person doing it. Um, you guys got to go support his work again. That's Vach Lombardi. And uh, check out his Patreon, man. Go support this man financially. Give him a damn dollar a month. That's all we're asking. Patreon.com slash Votch Lombardi. Votch, man. Thank you so much, my man. Yes, sir. Salute. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.